Yosef lived in a little town in White Russia called Beshenkovich. Yosef spent many years learning Gemara until he became known far beyond his own town. His wife ran a small grocery store from their house by herself so that her husband was able to spend his time learning and have some time left for teaching young children as a malamid, which Yosef did free of charge. Although Yosef was no longer a young man, he would often walk to Liozna to visit the Alter Rebbe, Rabbi Schneer Zalman, to listen to his maimarim and his drashas, and to go into Yechidas with the Alter Rebbe. Yosef became one of the Alter Rebbe's strongest chassidim. One day, when Yosef was preparing to leave Liozna, he went to the Alter Rebbe's office to take leave of the Alter Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe asked him whether he knew any Mishnayas Balpeh. Yes, it is my custom to chazer over all six Mesechtas of Mishnah Balpeh each month, so that during a year I chazer over the entire Mishnayas Balpeh twelve times. That's a very great custom, said the Alter Rebbe. Mishnah contains the same letters as Neshama, which means soul. To learn Mishnayas is very good for the soul. As for your soul, Yosef, it would be better for you to become a Balagala rather than a rabbi. Yosef left the Alter Rebbe's Yechidus room quite confused. He had never thought about becoming a rabbi, but he had never thought to become a balagala, a coachman of all things, dealing with horses and passengers and wagon wheels and traveling and not being able to learn. But Yosef knew that the Alter Rebbe was a tzaddik, whose words could not be ignored. But by the time Yosef returned home to Beshenkovich, he had forgotten all about what the Alter Rebbe had said. He returned to his Sfarim and his learning and his teaching young students. And so ten years passed, and Yosef's name became more widely known than ever before. One day, a group of Jews from Lepla, about a hundred miles away, came to Yosef to invite him to leave Beshenkovich and moved to Lepla to become the Rav and the Manig Ruchni of their Kehillah. Yosef was very pleased and was about to accept the invitation of the Kehillah of Lepla when he remembered the Alter Rebbe's words, For your neshama, it is better to become a Balagala than a rabbi. Ah, thought Yosef, the Alter Rebbe has Ruach HaKadosh. Now it is time for me to act upon his advice. Yosef immediately politely declined the honor to be the Rav of Lepla, though he did not tell the delegation the reason. However, when it came time to become a Balagala, Yosef found that it was not very easy to fulfill the Alter Rebbe's instructions. He, a Talmud Chacham, and he, an Elter Chassid already, is to begin driving a horse and wagon? People will think he's lost his mind 
So for a few days, Yosef suffered greatly while he was weighing the matter. One minute he was for it, one minute against it. Finally, he mustered up all of his courage and went down to the marketplace where the wagon drivers were stationed, waiting to give people a lift from town to town. When the Balagalas saw Yosef approaching, everyone greeted him respectfully and offered to take him wherever he wanted to go. No, my friends, said Yosef, I have no intentions of traveling. I, uh, I uh, merely came here to learn a, a little bit more about being a Balagala, said Yosef, bashfully. The Balagalas looked at each other and then back at Yosef. Rabbi Yosef, one of them said, it's not like you to make jokes. I'm afraid I'm not joking, said Yosef. But the Balagalas did not believe him. Some of them thought that he had begun to lose his mind, but one of them had Rachmanes on Yosef and said, Rabbi Yosef, follow me to the stable and I will teach you the art. Yosef followed and the Balagala showed him how to put the harness on the horse, how to take care of the wheels and so forth. Poor Yosef was not accustomed to such manual work. He got thoroughly dirty and he nearly lost an eye, Rachman Litzlan, when the horse lashed him in the face with its dirty tail. So Yosef went home. He got washed, changed his clothes, and went to Shul for Mincha, after which he was to give a daily shear on Gemara. By now the story had gotten around town, and everyone looked at him sympathetically. When Yosef returned home after his shear, he saw that his wife had been crying. She had heard all about what had happened. Yosef decided to follow the advice of Chazal and share his problem with his wife. He told her why he was trying to learn to become a Balagala. Oh, said his wife cheerfully, if the tzaddik, the Alter Rebbe, told you to do so, so then what problem could there be, Yosef? Tomorrow I will sell all of my jewels. You will buy yourself a horse and a wagon. Yosef looked at his wife in astonishment. Her simple faith and complete confidence in the words of the tzaddik left him speechless and feeling somewhat ashamed of himself. He felt remorse in his heart, but all doubts had been dispelled and his mind was made up. The next day, he bought a horse and a coach and became a balagola. One day, many months later, Yosef was on his way to the town of Sena with a load of merchandise. When it became nighttime, Yosef stayed overnight at a Kretschma, owned by a Jew, and Yosef made himself quite at home there. A little while later, the Poritz of Batsekov, with his entourage, arrived at the same Kretschma and decided to spend the night there. However, when the nearby Galach found that the Poritz was at the Kretschma, the Galach invited the Parts to stay with him at his house, which the Poritz accepted. The Poritz's Jewish manager, however, stayed at the Kretschma, intending to leave for Sena very early in the morning. That evening, Yosef was learning Gemara. The Kretschmer introduced him to the Jewish manager, whose name was Solomon Gametsky. 
Very good, said Yosef. I will be glad to take you. I will be glad to take you to Sena in the morning. At what time? asked Solomon Gemetsky. After davening, answered Yosef. You can daven as much as you want, said Gemetsky, but I must leave early, and I must know the exact time to get up so that I can get washed and eat. And daven, said Yosef. You can keep your davening to yourself, said Gametsky. How can a Jew talk like that, said Yosef? How can a Jew be without davening? And what about the mitzvah of tefillin? Some say that tefillin is really two mitzvahs in one. Solomon Gametsky did not need to hear anything else. He asked the Kretschmer to find him a different balagala for five o'clock in the morning, and then he left and went to bed. Yosef also went to bed after davening and eating, but at Chatzos Elayla, he got up to say Tikkun Chatzos as he did every night. And the sound of Yosef's davening broke the stillness of the night. Solomon Gemetsky heard the davening. He sat up in bed to listen. The voice sounded just like his late father's. Gemetsky recalled what a fine Jew his father was, and that he also got up at midnight to daven tikken chatzois, just like the Balagala was doing. Yosef davened on and on, and his tefillos were so moving that Solomon Gemetsky, the Paritz's manager, sat in bed entranced. He now recalled his youth. He saw his beloved father, a pious man, who, together with the Rav of the community, had shared in the greatest honors that were given to people of learning and good behavior. He recalled the delightful way of life, so harmonious which he had led in those days, until he met a really horrible boy who led him astray and persuaded him to run away from home. It's true, he had a good career, he had become the Paritz's personal secretary, they drank mashka together, and they made merry. But he knew that his spiritual life was completely empty. His neshama was yearning for that Jewish environment he had had growing up. A knock at the door roused Solomon Gemetsky from his memories. He found his cheeks were wet with tears. He called out, Yes, who's there? It was the Kretschmer. The Balagala is here, sir said the Kretschmer. I'm not going with him, said Solomon Gemetsky. Pay him. I will wait for Yosef. Solomon Gemetsky got dressed and borrowed a talus and tefillin and a sitter from the Kretschmer. He went back to his room and he davened with such feeling. He made a hachlota that from now on he would become an observant Jew with all of his heart and all of his soul. That meeting with Yosef was a turning point in Solomon Gemetsky's life. He resigned his position with the Paritz. He became Yosef's best friend. Together they learned, together they davened, and together they would go to Lubavitch to visit the Mittler Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe's son. When Yosef next visited the Mittler Rebbe, the Mittler Rebbe said to him, My father, the Alter Rebbe, told me, that you have fulfilled your mission for which he had made you a balagala. There is no further need to be a balagala. I hereby appoint you 
to be the Manig Ruchni and the Rav of Beshenkovich. Rabbi Yosef sold his horse and his droshka, his wagon, and for many years was the Rav of his kehila in Beshenkovich, reaching a very ripe old age. He never regretted those hard years driving his horse and cart around, for he was very happy to have helped a lost Jew return to his faith and to his people. Mm-hmm.